Hey, architecture firm owners and emerging leaders, get ready for unparalleled insight into the development of a world-class architecture firm and a worldwide organization driving the digital transformation of the design and construction industry with Build Smart, the podcast that's changing how our profession operates. We share the incredible stories behind innovation in the building industry with my friend and co-host, Patrick McLaney, FAIA, former CEO of the international architecture firm, HOK. You know, Yamasaki's office or firm lasted during his lifetime. And when he passed away, I think that was the end of the Yamasaki office. Helmut did not want that. He wanted a firm that would live out and grow beyond the founders. In season one, discover the untold stories behind HOK's meteoric rise, from 150 employees in St. Louis to a powerhouse with over 1,900 staff members and 27 offices worldwide. You know, they weren't as polite as the Kojima people. That was just boom. And anytime you have a creditor, whether it's Kojima or the bank, that wants their money, unless you can raise money someplace else, you are out of business. Bankrupt. Bankrupt. And hold on tight for season two, where Patrick takes us on a new adventure as chairman of Building Smart International, shaping the future of digital transformation in the design, construction, and operation of built assets. Ian Howell, Ken Harold, and I, Ken was my technical representative from HOK. The three of us took a tour of Europe of five cities in five days. Very busy time. Simply follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Build Smart Now and uncover lessons that will transform you and your architecture firm. We're bringing it back one more time. The three critical business systems you need to succeed. That's my free live special session webinar on marketing, sales, and productivity for small firm architects. To learn more and to register for free, visit entrearchitect.com slash free webinar. Entree Architect Podcast, episode 137. Welcome back to the Entree Architect Podcast. My name is Mark Arlapage, and this is the podcast dedicated to a successful life as a small firm architect. Whether you have plans to someday start your own firm, whether you're in the process of launching a startup, or you might be an experienced small firm architect just trying to make a difference, this podcast is for you. My goal is to inspire you to build a better business so that you may pursue your purpose with passion and live the life of your dreams. Every architect has this dream of having their work published in books and magazines. For some of us, it's a rite of passage. It's a testament to the hard work and our years and years of focus. For others, it's strictly a marketing strategy. Publication is a form of social proof, indicating that our designs are worthy of our prospective clients' attention. Do you want to get your work published? Well, stick around. This week at Entree Architect Podcast, I'm going to share how to get published as a small firm architect. This episode of the Entree Architect Podcast is sponsored by FreshBooks, the easiest way to send invoices, manage expenses, and track your time. Learn more at freshbooks.com architect. 
The process of having our work published is one of those secrets that architects learn with maturity over time and, and effort and failures and successes. The puzzle's sort of solved piece by piece until the full picture is visible. There's no simple how-to manual. It doesn't exist. I've looked. Publishers don't openly share this process. It's sort of a secret process in how to get published. At my firm, Five Cat Studio, we've had several projects published, some of them in regional lifestyle magazines, which are really the most effective for us small firm residential architects, and others in national journals that you all know and read. Actually, those are very uh, useful as well. It creates a, a lot of credibility when you're published in large national journals like that. And the process to get in either of those types of magazines is actually not very difficult once you understand what matters and to whom you need to speak. Um, so I'm going to share my 10 rules here on how to get published as an architect. And if you apply these rules, I'm sure that you're soon going to see your work in magazines or online. So here are my 10 rules for getting your projects published as an architect. Number one, the first rule is design interesting details and spaces. Well, that's obvious, right? Design great design and you'll get it published. Well, that's not necessarily what I'm saying. I'm saying design interesting details and spaces because many of us don't have huge budgets to to uh, to design architecture at the level that we want to design it throughout the entire building, right? Because I'm often asked, how do you get published when you don't have those big budgets that you see in the magazines? I believe that every project has the possibility of being published. I've seen everything from outhouses to industrial wastewater treatment plants find their ways to the to the magazines. So don't let your budget stop you from creating great architecture. Any project can have a well-developed detail or an interesting space. As we've developed our projects at Five Cat Studio, we continuously look for these opportunities. It's part of our process. We're looking for those details that we can spend a little bit of time on. And so we, we were thinking about that photograph that we're going to take, that, that one special space that we've created. We know that that angle uh, of that space is going to look great. So that's what you need to do while you're designing. Think about those details and think about those spaces that you might be able to design with no extra budget. Um, that will be a great photograph for publishers because editors are looking for innovative and interesting solutions. They're not necessarily looking, and they might be looking for full architecture, but many of the publications are looking for those little details that they can publish, and it will get your, your foot into the door uh, as you move along. You only need a few great photos to get noticed. So that's number one, design interesting details and spaces. The second rule is photography matters. Unless you have the skills of a pro, you are going to need to hire a professional photographer and it's worth every penny. Uh, I've done a great article, I think it was a great article, if I do say so myself, uh, on the blog at entrearchitect.com. Uh, I don't know exactly where it is. If you search for uh, professional photography on the blog, you could go to the search engine. We just uploaded a couple, about a month ago, we've, we added a search engine to the blog. If you go to entrearchitect.com slash search, you can search for anything that you want and it will search our entire archives, both the podcast and the blog on everything that we're looking for. So entrearchitect.com slash search. So go search for professional photography and you'll get my article on that because I talked about how I hire my brother 
who is a professional photographer. He lives down in Charlotte, North Carolina. His name is Scott LePage. If you're looking for him, go to scottlepage.com. Um, and you can see his work. He's a motorsports photographer. If you're into racing, he is amazing. He has, he captures amazing, uh, photographs of racing cars. Uh, and I love the way he captures the, the humanity of racing. So you might want to check that out at scottlepage.com. But he's also a, a fabulous architectural photographer. And if you go to fivecat.com, I would say that most of the photographs on our website are Scott's photographs. And we uh, hire Scott to come every month or every year. Once a year, we have him come uh, around sometime in summer. And he shoots our entire year's worth of, week, uh, of, of work. He comes for a week. Uh, and we line up all the clients that have recently completed their projects. And he shoots the work. And I can tell you, without a doubt, that when I stopped shooting the work myself and I started presenting Scott's photographs, um, the editors noticed. You know, not only did the website look good and the the prospective clients love them, great for social media, but the editors are looking for great photography. That really, really matters. That you can have a great, some great architecture and you can have a great story. And if you don't have those great photographs to show them, they're not interested because a lot of times they want to use your photographs. So if they're already pr- published, I mean, if they're already produced and they have great photos, uh, you're more likely to be published. So that's number two. Professional photography matters. Photography matters is rule number two. Rule number three, cultivate relationships. Cultivate relationships with editors, writers, and scouts. Scouts are interesting people. Those are people who uh, many times they're writers, Sometimes they're um, they're just they're just scouts. They get paid to find work for editors to publish. So you need to reach out to them. You could find them in social media. Um, you have this instant digital communication world that we're living in. Everybody is accessible at some level. So reach out, find out who the writers are, who the editors are, uh, who the scouts are, and and cultivate relationships with them. Don't just go out there and pitch your work. That's not the idea. The idea is to just begin a dialogue. Just just let them know who you are uh, and comment on their posts. You know, retweet their tweets. They'll start recognizing your name and they'll say, oh, who is this person? You want to start a discussion with these people. Like, like you're working a room in a cocktail party or you're at a uh, networking event and you're just, you know, you're just having a conversation because relationships happen when you have those common connections and that happens through a dialogue over time. Um, and it will take some time for this to really work. But, but with consistency, if you do it a lot uh, and you're determined to, uh, to get to the decision makers, they're going to uh, come calling. They're going to recognize who you are. They're going to eventually click the link to find out who you are and what you do. And they, if they find what they like, um, they may reach out to you. Many of the articles from which we've been published have been cultivated by, you know, a relationship with a writer or a scout. Um, that's how it, many of our projects have been published, just by this relationship that we've built. That they know who we are. We we know they know we're accessible, and they know the type of work we do. Um, and that just happened over time by building a relationship with them. So number three, cultivate relationships with editors, uh, writers, and scouts. Okay. The fourth rule on how to get published is build a platform. Because every architect needs a platform to tell their story. Your story matters. As you know, when it comes to getting published, 
They want to know your story. They want to know the story of your projects. That's what they want to publish. They want to publish the story. So the only way you can you can get that out there is to build a platform, start a blog or a podcast or a YouTube channel. Because if you if you build this community of people who are interested in what you do and what you have to say, then you have an audience. You have an audience of interested people who will uh, you they'll share your work. They'll they'll um, they'll um, you can actually use that community to uh, to leverage your relationship with these writers that you you've you've uh, you've cultivated because if you've cultivated these relationships in step three then you can you know talk about how you've ha- you have this influence you have you have this community that when you get published you're going to be able to promote it um, helping to publicize the article and driving traffic to the publication's website is going to actually make you more attractive for a second article. So when you have this platform and you do get published uh, and you push it out there and they see this spike, they see this jump, they see this traffic coming from your platform, they're going to be interested in publishing a second article. So number four, build your platform. So the first three, let's repeat these for real quick so we don't forget. Design interesting details and spaces. Uh, is the first one. Number two is photography matters. Number three is to cultivate relationships with editors and writers and scouts. Number four is to build your platform. Number five, halfway there, be helpful. Be helpful and offer your expertise. So you've built these relationships, right? You've cultivated these relationships with the editors and scouts and writers. When I did that, I made myself available to answer questions or to, to provide a quote or to uh, offer a referral to another expert. That's a great way to cultivate a relationship is to be helpful and to, if you don't have the answer, be the source. Be the source that they come to to find the answer. So if they have a question, you can answer it. If they need a quote for an article, they can call you and you can just give them one line and they give you that one line in their article with your name next to it. Or one of the best things is to refer them to somebody else. Say, you know, I'm not... I'm not the person you should be talking to you about that. But, you know, Melissa over there on the other side of town, she is an expert at that type of architecture. She will absolutely have the answer and refer Melissa. So that's what you do. When writers are preparing a story, they often need some some, uh, filling in those empty spaces in their stories. And if you are that helpful person, that expertise, you know, that expert that knows the answer, they're going to call you to fill in those gaps. When you become a reliable expert, you'll be the first person they call. Um, And again, you will be able to uh, build a relationship and cultivate and reinforce that relationship that you've started uh, earlier in the steps here. So be helpful and offer your expertise. Number That's number five. Number six, tell a good story, right? That's what we're just talking about. Tell us a good story. That's what you do on your platform. So number six is to tell a good story because every project as a story, this is about the, the story of the project. A well-crafted email telling your unique story will provide an incentive for any writer looking for their next article. So if they're looking for something to write and you have crafted this amazing story of this relationship that you've had uh, throughout the process of designing this, this building and they just it, it's just a, a fabulous story, um, in addition to great photographs and a great 
great architecture, you have this great story, they're going to be very interested in pursuing it, especially if you have a lot of that story already written. They would love to take your work uh, and modify it and use it in their article. Professional writers are always looking for an interesting project with a unique narrative. Uh, what's the reason for the project? Were there any special challenges? Does the uh, project utilize any innovative technology or construction assemblies? What makes your project different from all the others? That's what you need to, to answer. That, that's sort of the way you write a story. Answer those questions. Because if you tell a good story, then people will want to know more, right? When you, when you pitch your, your project, if you just pitch the photographs and say, hey, I'm a great architect here. Look at my great pictures. It's not going to work so well. But if you send those photographs backed up by this amazing story about, about this amazing, amazing narrative that you've crafted, um, they're going to notice. They're going to notice. So number six is to tell a good story. Number seven, self-publish. Number seven is self-publish. Share your stories and photos on Facebook and Instagram and Pinterest and Snapchat and House and on your own blog. Just put them out there. Just not just photos, write the stories, tell the stories. Because even if you don't get noticed by a publisher, it's going to help you get more work because that's what people are looking for. They're looking for stories. They want to, they want to find an architect who has a similar story to them that they've, that they, that you understand what they want. Uh, and publishers want that too. They want to be able to create, create these, um, these stories that people are looking for. So you, if you self publish and you've already, you just put it out there, you know, you'll be noticed and you don't necessarily need to wait for those gatekeepers to introduce your work to the world. You can introduce it to the world yourself. You can even get your books. You can even get, um, your work published in books. You can self publish books on Amazon and Lulu. Uh, and there's a bunch of other companies. They offer on demand print publishing. Here's another search you can do. Go to the blog at entrearchitect.com slash search and search for uh, Eric Reinholdt. We did a field guide, sir, um, field guide uh, series on the podcast. Many of you have listened to it. Actually, we just had a um, one of the episodes on our best of recently. Um, he did an entire episode with me on how to get your work self-published. So go back and l listen to that podcast. Um, you can assemble a collection of your best works and publish your own monograph in one of those self-publishing formats. So you can actually have a monograph and you could you could sell that monograph on Amazon and you can give it away to your clients and and it can be just as good as any monograph that's that's published by a publisher. If you publish your own work and consistently share it, you're going to get noticed, right? It's going to finally one of those those publications might land on the desk of an editor or a publisher. And they look through it and they say, hey, I, how come we never published this guy or this woman? So self-published is number seven is self-publish. Let's take a quick break here to say thank you to FreshBooks for their support as a platform sponsor of Entree Architect. Because as a platform sponsor, FreshBooks has provided funding and support for our overall mission here at Entree Architect, they recognize the need for small firms like us to build better businesses in order to be better architects. FreshBooks is the easy to use accounting software designed to help us small firm owners get organized, save time, 
and get paid faster. It takes care of invoicing, expense tracking, estimating, reporting, and it all happens out on the cloud so you have access to your information from anywhere that you have access to the internet. And I use FreshBooks for my own small firm, Fivecat Studio, and my favorite feature of the FreshBooks software is sending my invoices by email and allowing my clients to pay by credit card. When FreshBooks says that you'll get paid faster, they're not kidding. With the convenience of clicking a button and paying by credit card, many of my clients pay now as soon as they receive their invoice. And for those clients who don't pay right away, FreshBooks automatically sends them a reminder of the balance due at an interval that I set. So once I send an invoice, I can go back to being an architect and I don't need to chase down any of my clients. And Tim Lee of FreshBooks will show you how easy it is to send invoices by email on our exclusive video series Tim and I produced exclusively for the Entree Architect community. Check out this free video series at entrearchitect.com slash freshbooksvideo. There's no catch. There's no email. It's completely free. Just go to entrearchitect.com slash freshbooksvideo and you will get the videos right away. There's three of them. Shows you everything you need to know about getting started. And then go to freshbooks.com slash architect, freshbooks.com slash architect and sign up for your free 30-day trial and give it a try. It's free. I suggest you just send one invoice and see what happens. That's how I got started. Just send one invoice to one client and see how it works. And when I did that and I got paid much faster than usual, I signed up for the rest of it and I set up my whole my whole account in FreshBooks. Freshbooks.com slash architect for your free 30-day trial. And be sure to enter Entree Architect into how did you hear about us section. Number eight. Number eight is enter competitions. Enter competitions for exposure is number eight. Rule number eight, enter competitions. Because a few years back, this is an interesting story. A few years back, I designed um, and installed uh, recessed wood paneling in my dining room, in my own house. I did the work myself. I designed it. Anne-Marie and I designed it together, and I built it, and I put it in, in in the dining room myself. Uh, and we thought that the project came out rather well. So this old house magazine was had an online competition uh, for these renovations. It was a renovation on a budget, and we did this on a budget. And so we told our story, and we took our own photographs, and we we uh, we entered the competition, and we didn't win. <laughs> and we were really upset. You know, we we um, we didn't win. We we had expected to win. We thought that it was a, a really great project. Very little money. Um, we thought the photographs came out really well, but the editors didn't pick our projects. But it did catch the eye of the magazine's editor, the print magazine. And they emailed us in a few emails back and forth in a telephone, a telephone interview um, and a day-long photo shoot. Our dining room was featured in this old house magazine in April of 2010. Not a, we didn't win the competition, but we got featured. It was a feature article in this old house magazine about budget projects. Um, So by entering that competition, we got noticed. And to make it even better, this is where the story gets even better. In order to maximize their time, they decide to take the photographer who they're paying, paying for it for the entire day to shoot additional areas of our house. We, they shot our, uh, our bathroom and our daughter's nursery and those were two additional magazine features. So not only did the dining room paneling get featured in this old house, so did my daughter's nursery 
and our family bathroom. And so when you enter a competition, whether you win it or lose it, there's a good chance that your work, if presented well, uh, and it's and it's done well, and it's great detail or a great space, like rule number one, you could get noticed. If you did all these other rules and you then entered competitions, you can get noticed. So there you go. Number eight is enter competitions for exposure. Number nine. Number nine is actually something you learn with experience. Number nine is be picky. Be picky. You know what that means? It means be picky, be selective in who you allow to publish your work. Because most national magazines, this is something that we learned the hard way, most national magazines want exclusivity. They want to be the only ones who publish your work. So if you get your work published in your you know, your regional magazine, if that's if you're looking for a national spot and you get it published in a regional magazine, and they're going to ask you that question, has it been published somewhere else? And you'll say, honestly, that yes, it was published regionally. They'll say, well, no thanks. We only have exclusives. And so not every magazine does this, but just be aware that many magazines do this. So you wanna choose wisely with whom you publish. Uh, because agreeing to share your project with the first offer that comes along may actually exclude you from the more desirable opportunities later. And yes, we all want to get published and that opportunity is there. And so yes, if it's the first time you're going to get published, take that, take that first opportunity to get published. But just know that, that later on when you want to get published in the, in the, um, the national magazines, that the national, many of the national magazines want exclusivity. So just be careful. Understand the options before releasing your project for publication. That's rule number nine is to be picky with who you allow to publish your work. That's something that we learned the hard way. We actually wanted to be published in one magazine. We worked really hard at getting published in one magazine. We had an opportunity to get published somewhere locally. Um, and when we told them that we were published locally, they were no longer interested. And we weren't published in that national magazine that we wanted to be. We designed and we worked so hard at wanting to be published. And that was one of our goals. And we missed it because we were published locally. So number nine, be picky. And number 10, number 10 is the final rule. And this is this goes for all kinds of marketing, not just getting published. Your website matters. How many times have you heard me say this now? Your website matters. You need to have a great website. When an editor is interested in your work, just like a client, right? When the client is interested in your work, what's the first thing they're going to do? First thing. They're going to check out your website. They're going to Google your name, and they're going to and they're going to look at your website. That's the first thing these publishers are going to do too. When your editor is looking at the pitch that you gave them, and they love your story, and they love the photographs, and they go to your website, and it's this stumpy website that's just clunky to use, and it doesn't look good, uh, or it's not there at all, and you don't actually exist online. Even worse. So, your website matters. Um, be sure that the, the site, the website that they find tells your unique story. Make sure that the story that you crafted earlier in the, in the steps here is there. You know, we, I've talked about this before. I've written about this, telling the story and, and, um, uh, finding your target market and telling that story to that target market. 
you should have your story written and published on your website so they know who you are. And and your your portfolio, your portfolio, I've talked about uh, your portfolio should not be your focus. Sales is your your main tool for your homepage of your website, but the portfolio should be there too. And when the editor shows up and they click on the link for portfolio, those photographs better knock their socks off. They better be amazing. They better, better be professionally shot. They better be at the level of a professional photographer because they want to know that they're working with a professional. And so number 10, your website matters. So that's it. Those are my 10 rules. You do those 10 things and I want to know the first project that you get published by using these 10 rules. Number one, design interesting details and spaces. You don't have to have projects with big budgets. You just need to use your skills as an architect to design uh, interesting details and interesting spaces. Number two, photography matters. Don't forget, photography always matters as an architect when you're marketing your work, uh, whether it's to a client or to an editor. Photography matters, professional photography. Or at least it needs to be as good as a professional photographer. Many of us architects are really good at photographs. I'm very good, but I am not good enough to be a professional. And you put my pictures next to my brother Scott's pictures and they don't compare. There's a big difference. So professional photography is number two. Number three, cultivate relationships with writers and editors and scouts. I think this might be the, the one rule that has been most effective for us is to build these relationships with these scouts who have the inside with the editors and you become friends with them and they know the type of work you do and they're looking for uh, a kitchen project that opens up to a family room. They have very specifics of what they're looking for uh, and the scouts know what the editors are looking for and they'll call you and they'll say, hey, do you have a project like this? So cultivate relationships with writers, editors, and scouts. Number four, build your platform. So start a blog, a podcast, a video channel, get your story out there so people know who, what it is so you can build a community around you of people who are interested in what you do and what you have to say because when you have an influence, an audience, when you have an, an audience interested uh, in the content that you present, then you become more interested to the writers and the editors. So number four is build your platform. Number five, be helpful and offer expertise this is when you build that relationship with that scout and they're looking, or that writer, and they're looking to fill in those gaps. Number five, they want you want them to call you, right? They You want them to be on the top of their mind that, oh, I need a quote, let's call Sally. Oh, I need a quote, let's call Jane, okay? You need to be helpful and offer expertise. Number six, tell a good story, write your story and get it out there. Number seven, self-publish. Do it yourself. Don't wait for the gatekeepers. We don't need to anymore. We have the internet. We can do it ourselves. So go self-publish. Number eight, enter competitions for exposure. Listen, it worked. We put this competition. We didn't know this was going to work. That wasn't our strategy. We didn't know that we were going to enter the competition and get three projects published. It works though. You get noticed. Number nine, be picky. Don't forget. That's a hard lesson to learn that magazine, national magazines typically want exclusivity. If you're in one magazine, they're not gonna publish you in another. Number 10, your website matters. Your website matters for everything you do. Go get a website. So I wanna know, have you had your projects published? What works for you? What are your rules? I'd like you to share your notes, uh, your thoughts 
on the show notes at entrearchitect.com slash episode 137. I want to know how you got published. What are your rules? Because I want you to share what you know. Or go over to the Thriving Entree Architect group over on Facebook, our Facebook group. It's easy to find. Just visit entrearchitect.com slash group, entrearchitect.com slash group, and I'll take you there. It'll automatically take you to our Facebook group, and it's a private group, so you can just you can request uh, membership. We'll review it. We'll make sure you're an architect because only architects are allowed in, and if you're an architect, you'll get in, and it is a great every day. We have in-depth conversations about architecture, and it's free. EntreeArchitect.com slash group, one of the greatest things uh, through Entree Architect. I really enjoy the conversations that are happening over at the free Facebook group. So that's it. I want you to tell me, have you published and how did you get published? Complete show notes and a direct link to download this episode will be found at EntreeArchitect.com slash episode 137. Are you struggling to find the work that you want and earn the fees you deserve or try to just trying to figure out how to get it all done? Well, then join me for my final special session webinar on marketing, sales, and productivity for small firm architects. I'm going to have it all in there. Visit entrearchitect.com slash free webinar and you can register for free. And again, this is at a completely different day and a different time from the other two sessions. So if you've had a schedule conflict, I have, I've received several emails saying that you wanted to attend, but there's a schedule conflict. So we're going to do this at a different day and a different time. It's going to be on Tuesday, September 27th at 9 p.m. Eastern time. So you can put the kids to bed and then join me. Or, or for those of you on the other side of the globe, you can grab your morning coffee and you could learn how to build three critical business systems that you need to succeed. Go to entrearchitect.com slash free webinar to register for free right now. My name is Mark Arlapage and I am an entrepreneur architect and I encourage you to find the work that you want so you can live a life you'll love. Love, learn, and share what you know. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. mentioned it to my family but in terms of telling people like oh yeah we're doing this i'm looking for projects you got anything yeah. I'm, I'm not there yet because it scares the out of me dreaming of launching your own architecture firm well, well buckle up for a wild ride with emerging the podcast that shares what it's really like to start an architecture firm where do we begin we don't even know what type of business to formalize as is it an llc is it an llp like how are taxes i mean the list is astronomical <laughs> Season one featured founders Jeffrey, Lexi, and Chris, owners of Level Studio Architecture, are your fearless guides on this unfiltered journey from napkin sketches to a thriving studio. One evening, stumbled into one last dive, we sat at the bar and pondered our postgraduate futures. Amidst the conversation, a napkin became the canvas for our aspirations, sketching plans and milestones, sealing our heartfelt commitment and shared dreams. In drawing down dreams on a napkin collectively, 
that <laughs> then you know in your head you've rooted like oh I'm connected to these people like long term the process of starting an architecture practice brims with excitement and challenges demanding meticulous planning flawless execution and unyielding resilience I kind of hate the term because it's so overly used but I think everybody knows imposter syndrome and I think it's it's so real to this day I I, I don't know if it's with everybody but with me I'm always questioning like us can we do this are we ready to do this are we prepared can we do it did we just decide a name <laughs> we did it guys oh one that God. came out of nowhere Woo! it came out of nowhere i liked it i saw it ready to turn your aspirations into reality follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to emerging and chart your own path to architectural success Calling all small firm architects. It's time to tap into your full potential with Entree Architects Context and Clarity, where inspiration meets innovation. Hey, it's Mark Arlapage, founder of Entree Architect, and I'm inviting you to join my two favorite co-hosts, Jeff Eccles and Katie Kangas, as they bring together authors, experts, and thought leaders for electric conversations with entrepreneur architects around the globe. It's not just a podcast. It's a community where dreams meet action. There is a simple equation there. And what for me, what that did, just doing that basic calculation was it allowed me to compare what I had actually saved in my retirement accounts to what I thought a possible projected annual spend might be. Artists are temperamental, so beautiful design is going to be a priority. When the job is done, we're going to actually need to live in the house, not live with the person who designed it. <laughs> so for me, the, the artistic skill, the architectural skill is most important. And so I would say like that would be 60% of it, if not more. Gain insights to build a successful practice. Subscribe, engage, and let's redefine your future together. Join the Context and Clarity community, where every conversation adds to your blueprint for success.